Attention, this mini-movie review contains adult language, mature situations, surreal images, cyber-noir crime dramas, holographic sidekicks, tired veteran detectives, and evil corporations. Listener discretion is advised. Sparkin' Meme Movie Review, Blade Runner 2049. Hey guys, it's Zan from www.sparkin.com, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Yes, I'm coming to you live from New York City, taking a little break from New York Comic Con to talk about this awesome film, which I've actually been waiting for for a while. When you hear they're making a remake or a sequel of a film from 30 plus years ago, you get a little skeptical, and especially a property of this notoriety, this cult status, and I went in a little bit apprehensive, however... I have to say, my faith was restored, and I was actually really engaged and intrigued with this film. And the film I'm talking about is Blade Runner 2049. Now, if you want to hear our old review of the original Blade Runner, you can check it out at www.spark.com, our episode 72. I'll leave a link in the show notes for this episode, and I've got to say, I was surprised and shocked. Now... This film was directed by Denis Villeneuve. Now, if you know my last name, you'd know it's kind of cool because, hey, having a director has a similar last name is pretty cool. But I digress. He directed Sicario, Prisoner, and several other films which were shot really well and are actually really well thought out and contemplative films, which fits perfectly with Ridley Scott's original version of Blade Runner because there are so many versions of it. There's a director's cut, the European cut, the international cut, the American cut, the final cut. And they're very different in their way. And this film feels like it's a final cut, which I do like. It doesn't feel like anything was left out. However, there were some prequel anime and films that were shot that you could see online that add a little bit to this universe. And I do recommend checking them out. They do add a little bit of story to this because this world is already built. It's already designed. It's a huge world that you're just thrown into. They don't explain anything. They just give you one text block of what's going on and then you're in there. You see this world for what it is. And you have a very star-studded cast. You have Ryan Gosling, Ana de Armas, Sylvia Hoke, Robin Wright, Mackenzie Davis, Carla Giulia, Lenny James, Dave Bautista in a surprisingly relaxed role. He's not as flamboyant as crazy as he is in some of his other films, and I did like that. You have, of course, Jared Leto and Harrison Ford. And that's the person that a lot of people have been waiting to see because they heard Blade Runner 2049, Harrison Ford's in it, I have to see it. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, he doesn't show up for about two-thirds of the movie. So if you're wanting to see this because of Harrison Ford, I don't sit, recommend just going to see it to see that. See it for all the other characters, for the design, for all of that. Because he does take a while to get there, but when he shows up, he slides into the character like an old shoe. It's not like when he played Han Solo again in Force Awakens, where he was there, but he seemed a little like 
not as good as he was in Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and Star Wars. This one, he is Deckard. And you feel for Deckard. You see how he is, how he acts, and he seems more world-weary, more angstful, more just tired. And also very forlorn for his past that he had lost. Now, our main character is Ryan Gosling, and he knocks it out of the park. He does a great job playing a replicant who is hired to kill other replicants. I know some people say, oh, that's a spoiler. No, it's not. They literally break it down to you in the first minute that he is actually a replicant. He's an Andy. And for those who don't know, Blade Runners are the police force that's hired to hunt down these rogue robots, replicants, to put them down. And that's what he does. And so he's a traitor to his own species. So he, the species hates him. And the world hates him because he's an android that it just he's you know die skin job is what they call him. They say die you bastard skin job you're horrible kill yourself and you, he's dealing with this situation that a murder occurs and then he solves the murder and then there's evidence of something which is very unusual. There's evidence that maybe something happened with an Andy several years ago or sorry replicant several years ago. And there may be something more to this android than possible. There may be evidence that this robot... Well, I don't want to spoil too much into it, but something happened and they need to find a piece of this puzzle. And he is now sent to find this puzzle like any good film noir story. And as he is trying to find this puzzle and solve it, things get worse and horrible for him. And as the pieces fall together, it becomes more... Strange, unusual, takes several twists and turns. And there are twists in this story. Not like, it's a twist, like M. Night Shyamalan, but actual twists that you don't expect, that you don't see. And there's even red herrings where they lead you down one path and then they make a right turn. You're like, wait, I thought that this was, wait, but no, it, it, what, huh? How the hell did this happen? And you don't know. And it is engaging and unique. And I've got to say, I really did enjoy this film. Also, more importantly, I saw this in IMAX, and visually, it is stunning. It looks so amazing, and it's faithful. It's faithful to the universe I was created in the 1982 film. All of the machinery and mechanics and computers are still that old-school style. I mean, yes, there are some updates. There are now drones. There's now holographs. But the basis for it is still the same. And they even have a reason which explains it, where they say that, yeah, because of this war which happened a couple years ago, we lost all technology, now we're back to this point. So they've actually regressed in tech, and I like that a lot. I like that it's still analog. I love that. And there are also so many other little weird things in this film that just are nice little nods to it. For example, Edward James Olmos is in this playing gaff again, and he does origami, and he speaks in city speak. So that is just really awesome. And it just it puts a smile on my face. The soundtrack is very okay. It's very similar to the original soundtrack. It's faithful to that old soundtrack, but it is new and adds a spin to it. Now, I've got to say, the breakout character is Joy. Now, Joy is, we'll say it's Kay, who's Ryan Gosling's character's girl Friday. His assistant, his girlfriend, the love of his life, who's not exactly what you think. She's just, she's so realistic and human for not being a human. And you gotta love it. You're like, oh my god, she's such a great character. And you feel for her. For her wanting Kay to be the best she could. She's like the perfect housewife for him. The perfect partner for him. And I do like that. Even though it's a little weird. And there's one scene which is very 
I don't want to say strange, but it's very surreal, and it fits so well. Now, the setting for this story is a film noir, and I've got to say, for film noir, this is really well done. If I was still doing a film noir theme month, I would definitely put this in there, because it is just as good as the original. There are some differences in some parts which are not as good. They introduce a character who is not as required as possible let's be honest it's jared leto's character he's in the movie for a few minutes and he's honestly just like he said okay i fucked up when i made the joker in suicide squad so i'm gonna dial it back a hundred percent going from crazy and flamboyant to very quiet and whispering my lines which is unsettling but it just seems like he's there for no reason he's there because they need jared leto's name and i don't think they needed jared leto's name they could have had any other actor play this guy and it would have worked better it would work just as well it's just that they had him there for whatever reason maybe he was a paycheck maybe he owed uh, Villanueva a favor we don't know but I think he could have been miscast or recast and it would have been fine and honestly if you have a chance watch this film it's really surreal and well done it is slow and contemplative and if you are someone who is not into slow and contemplative you might not like this film but it is there for you to just take in you watch this you absorb it you just see this world and you just you feel like you're part of it and afterwards you want to know more about this world and that's something which i really enjoy is the world building of this film and now if you disagree with me you can email me at spirekin at gmail.com or zanspirekin.com let me know what you think if you think I'm wrong or if you think I'm missing something in this film. I do want to go more in depth in this film, but I don't want to spoil anything. So go in, check it out. Let me know what you think. Zan at Spirekin.com or at Spirekin on Twitter. Now, I've got to go because I've got two more days of Comic-Con. And I'm really excited because there's some crazy things going on. Also, if you're at Comic-Con, check me out. I am dressed up as Spider-Man from, well... I'm dressed up as Last Stand Spider-Man, the one he wears before he dies. So check it out. Let me know what you think. And I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time.